G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Time to talk to one of our mates. Just signed a brand new two-year deal to go back and try to make it four in a row. Four WMX championships in a row. World champion, three-timer, Courtney Duncan. Hey, Courtney. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, not bad. Did you have a good night after the Hellbergs? Yeah, no, it was it was actually pretty tame, but um, <laughs> no, I had such a good night. And uh, like I say, it was my first time being there, so such a huge honour to be in, like you say, good company. You were hanging with some pretty cool company. I mean, Kane Williamson, uh, Black Caps captain, picked up Sportsman of the Year and the gong for Team of the Year. What, what's he like? I, I, that's the first time I met him. He seems like a really cool dude. Yeah, he's unreal. Like, I mean, like you say, I sat next to him and I was kind of like a little bit shy. I was like, man, like he's a, he's a big dog, right? <laughs> I'm just a little dog. And I was like, I don't even, I was a bit uh, scared to talk to him. But no, he was real cool and yeah, chatted away all night. And um, yeah, no, great guy, great guy. All righty. Uh, what what did you uh, what did you get from him? Obviously, he is he is uh, someone that um, just oozes. Uh, leadership and, um, mm-hmm. you know, so many skills in so many ways. I mean, he, he really comes across as someone who's got all his you-know-what together and has so much respect from other people. Was there anything that you yep. sort of picked up from him? I mean, um, the mental game, the mental game in sport and the mental game in, yep. in uh, motocross is just enormous. Was there anything that you sort of got from the man? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean... Actually, one thing I touched base with him was um, the final of the World Cup back in 2019 when the, the obviously decisions yep. didn't kind of go his way. And the way he handled it, I actually made comment of it, how much class he had. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in the heat of the moment, you can, you know, when things don't quite go your way, you can kind of take it out. But he he handled it all class and spoke to him a little bit like that. And, you know, he's like, yeah, what can you really do? Some things go your way, some things don't. And... Like you say, I think he's he's a great leader, um, and yeah, it makes sense after spending a bit of time with him and getting to know him. And yeah, no, great guy, and you can learn a lot from people like that. I, I think he he learned that self control from me. I think it was. It was me. <laughs> he sort of <laughs> Notice how we're both laughing. Very controlled in the manner when things don't go right. I, I you know, I manage those situations very well. Yeah, that, that is so full of it. Hey, courts, let's talk about going forward. <laughs> uh, it took a while to get this deal done. I was quite surprised, uh, but you've got a new two-year deal with your Quacker team. Uh, you must be pretty happy. Is can I ask why it took so long? I think just the period. It was probably over Christmas, New Year's, and um, obviously things shut down for a little bit and. Um, yeah, things come back and forth, but no, I'm I'm pretty stoked, obviously, to be back with um, Green. Obviously, had three good years with them, so yeah, excited to be back on the same brand and obviously still with the same team as well. So hopefully, we can kind of keep the ball rolling and yeah, continue on. You know, that success path. You realise you're going to have a crack at four in a row because uh, Chiara Fontanese has won four straight. So is that? A target or just going to be a byproduct? Uh, yeah, we'll take it as it comes, I guess. I'm not obviously solely focused on that as such. It would be kind of cool to 
obviously win four and four in a row for sure. And I'd be lying to say it wasn't the goal. But I think for me, just kind of knuckling down, doing my work and kind of taking each day as it comes and ticking off the boxes and not looking too far afield, I think. When you start to think about outcomes and looking further afield, you know, you take your mind off the daily process. So just trying to, you know, do my best each day and small improvements here and there and, yeah. What's, what? been, what's been happening in the um, in the off-season here in New Zealand? I mean, I know it was you know, a bit later than you had planned to get back here after all the mm-hmm. MIQ bits and pieces, but um, yeah, what's, what's the prep been? What have you been doing um, to, to get yourself set up again? Yeah, so I've pretty much been straight back at it since I touched down in New Zealand because I think I had about eight weeks on the other side where I was trying to get home and that was kind of my break then. And, yeah, since then I've just been riding the bike and in the gym and doing the off-bike training thing and, um, yeah, just riding the local stomping grounds and with my mates and, yeah, just having a good time and putting in the work, really. How important is it for you being at home as a mental preparation mm-hmm. for the rest of the season? Oh, it's hugely important. I mean, I would hate to think what kind of state I would be in if I had to stay over there through the winter and the off-season and stuff. I think just being able to come home and reset and re- you know, refresh and see the family and friends and spend a bit of time at home. I'm super homebot as well, so I do love coming home as much as I can and just a bit of Kiwi summer and, yeah, I feel... Um, rested and, and ready for another big season. And, and physically, you're in good shape. I mean, uh, healed all, you know, ailments and bits and pieces that might have uh, followed you home. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm healthy, so that's great. The body's, um, yeah, it's good. Not often you can say that. Not in my sport. You've always got mm. some sort of niggle here and there. Yeah. But to be fair, no, I feel like we're in a pretty good position, injury-free and. Um, yeah, just knuckling down, doing the best we can. And it is going to be tight uh, ship over there once I touch down, though. I'm only going to probably have a week on that side, which is not not ideal, but um, we'll make do with what we can on that side. What's your relationship like with Geordie Vaughan, your, your mechanic? How important is that to your season performing to its best? Yeah, it's really important, the rider-mechanic relationship, I think, because... I mean, they're making changes on your bike continuously throughout the day and the season, and they kind of got to read you like a book, really. They have be able to watch you ride and, and know how you're feeling and know what the bike needs, and um, obviously you need a huge amount of trust in someone working on your bike as well, you know, the engine, the suspension and stuff like that. So uh, I've been with Geordie for a few years now, so we have built a pretty good relationship, and there's a lot of trust there and he's a hard worker and he's super passionate and that's, you know, two key things in sport, I think. With the mechanic especially, you know, if they're passionate and they want to win as bad as you and you know, Geordie definitely wants wants it that much as well. So, no, we have a really good um, relationship going so it's cool to have him back by my side for the next couple of years. So, what's, so when you get back over there, you see you into it pretty quickly um, mm-hmm. and I can't remember now, uh, last year, it was everything was was it all delayed? How was the schedule last year? It all changed in COVID. I mean, is this this season's now looking like a normal kind of structure as compared to last year? Yep, yep, pretty much. Schedule That's why was. the turnaround's been really quick over here. Is yep. just because um, 
yeah, they're going back to pre-COVID kind of schedule, which is starts in March and finishes in August, September. So a little bit different, but um, and back to the two-day format as well, which is um, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm kind of excited for it to be back to normal, and hopefully we have a bit of crowds back at the races and mm. that sort of thing, because it always adds a bit more enjoyment into it too when you see them, you know, hanging over the fences, chair. <laughs> racing, racing services is always important. Uh, is there one particular <laughs> service that you are wanting to improve on? Yeah, obviously the sand. It needs to be a whole lot better. Let's be fair. It was. Um, I mean, it's not it's not terrible, but it, there's just so much room for improvement. So, and I've got two sand races this year, so it'd be cool to kind of see an improvement there. I will have a good month lead up before Sardinia, which is the deep sand race. So, look at moving over to Belgium or something for that month and doing a bit of solid prep and seeing if that can help us. That, that that whole sand stuff. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's obviously the the riders that grow up in those environments and spend all the time, and it just becomes second nature to them. But just you know, try and explain what is so tricky about what what it what you've got to do, what you've got to prepare for, how you've got to ride the bike differently that to to get the most of that. Because I I find all that. That's so challenging in, in motocross and, and mm. doing those different circuits and those different environments and the different services. It's just, I mean, most people wouldn't really see that. There, why would there be a difference? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, sand is just so tricky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most people from the outside don't really understand. I'll probably see a difference. But in the GP circuit, um, we're racing different conditions every round. Like we're in Portugal in the clay and then we go to turkey and it's like super dry and hard packed and then like sardinia is going to be deep sand and then you can also have a mud race get thrown in there and yeah you just you never really know what to expect and you got to kind of be an all-rounded rider and be good in all conditions and like you say there is different techniques involved with different uh, conditions so like the sand you definitely have different style on the bike and then also the bike set up a lot different so um yeah there's a lot to juggle in there and yeah, it can be pretty tough at times to kind of get it all perfect, but when it all clicks, yeah, there's no better feeling. Lombardia coming up on March 5, which is pretty cool. Okay, a couple of final questions I have for you. First and foremost, how important was it you to to be in the room with a lot of other people that have succeeded and feel like, you know, a lot of people I talk to feel that motorsport is, is always ignored uh, by the Halbergs, right? But you were there representing motorsport. But you were also hanging around some other very successful people. Did that actually mean something to you? Yeah, definitely. It was really cool to be recognised and be in, you know, the most prestigious sporting awards the country has. Like, I mean, I vividly remember, like, growing up watching the awards with my parents, kind of in awe of what the athletes at the time were achieving and to think that I'm there to yesterday and, you know, in that same position that... Yeah, you know, my heroes were growing up is pretty cool. And like you say, to have motorsport involved is also special for, you know, the community and the fans and stuff. And, yeah, there were some, like I say, some top dogs in there, some, <laughs> some pretty good company. So it was cool to be uh, surrounded by that and celebrate, you know, their amazing seasons as well. Yeah, I bet you were lucky you won an Eric Murray's table because he was, he was chopping them like you wouldn't believe. Uh, let's... <laughs> Hey, just one final thought. Murph and I are running a little thing tonight about your your favourite motorsport memory of all time. What's yours? Oh, put her on the 
Like, as mine or watching someone else? Yeah, it can be whatever your favourite motorsport yeah. is. Yeah, anything, man, anything. I don't know, it's a good one. Like, growing up, I, I think, like, I can't remember exactly the year, but when the Kiwis landed on the podium at the Nations was pretty special. You know, obviously, like, it hasn't happened since, so it's not something that happens very often. So, yeah. um, I remember when, yeah, the Kiwis finished, I think, second or third was special from me personally. Um, <laughs> one, it's, two, and three. It's hard, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which one felt better. Maybe crossing the line for the first time and getting them like off the back. I think that one would probably be the top of the list. But um, oh man, I love riding dirt bikes. There's so many, so many good times <laughs> and good memories. Well, you know what we, you know what we, we just love talking to you, and you're so good to us uh, for giving us your time. But it was so nice to see you last night, hanging as you say with the big dogs. All we can say is uh, <laughs> go get them again this year, girl. Yeah, good luck, yeah, Courtney. Awesome. Thank you Do so you much. Think. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys, and, yeah, we'll keep in touch. All right, mate, Thanks there you each. go. Three-time WMX champion Courtney Duncan here on Repco Race Control.